A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. Telling a woman that she can't be an elder is a nonsense rule. If they claim to be in the body, we let them have it. Donald Trump is going to win in 2020 by an absolute landslide. Heretics Christianizing the American dream. I said that you, uh, that, that many LDS folks and I uh, love the same Jesus. Uh, I still believe that. Sawing is a blessing from God to make you rich. Treating Jesus like a lottery ticket. The Lord spoke to my heart. Then very few times I've ever heard God be this articulate with me. And I'm telling you word for word, these words came into my heart. Second Timothy 4.3 says, For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. Hey everybody, welcome back to the False Teacher of the Week, episode 89, I believe. I'm your host, Norm, the Master's Dog Dunham, a.k.a. The Evangelical Norm. False Teacher of the Week is a podcast that was born out of the Master's Dog podcast, this segment uh, came from the old introduction video I did, which was two and a half minutes of false teachers, these people who tickle itching ears, uh, set to, uh, it was two minutes of videos and pictures of false teachers set to a really cool song called No Compromise uh, by Result, used by permission, thank you Result, and uh, somebody came to me and said, I don't know who all these people are, some of them I thought were okay, can you break it down for us and let us know why? What makes everyone on here a false teacher? So I started with Stephen Furtick, which is the person she specifically asked me about, and systematically went through that introduction video and talked about each and every one of those false teachers in there. So when I got to that end of that, which was episode 39, I believe, uh, I revamped the, the intro video, took out results song, even though it was used by permission, YouTube doesn't recognize verbal permission. So uh, to avoid copyright claims and so on, I made another beat, uh, made the video a little more versatile where I can add and subtract or take away and change up the different video clips and stuff that are in there. And it's shorter. It's barely over a minute. So y'all don't have to endure two and a half minutes of introduction, except you still do because I introduced the, the podcast and it takes just about two and a half minutes. So that's the, that's the background on the podcast for those of you who are new continuing to get you know week by week i won't say day by day we don't get new subscribers every single day but week by week pretty much with every video that is put out one or two new subscribers comes along with it and that's because of you guys who like uh share comment please leave comments because it's amazing i think even more than liking and sharing your comments because when people search for stuff your comments will will pop up and it makes Mr. Algorithm, and I was calling him that long before Space Jam, uh, sends it out to people who would like to see more content like this. So continue to do that. I won't ask you to like the video yet because you haven't seen the video yet, but if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button, hit the notification bell, get all the content that I release here on the Evangelical Norm channel on YouTube. I'm going to start doing some stuff on Rumble. I've done a, here and there. Rumble is just not as, as user-friendly, user but it is... Uh, content friendlier to the point that nothing that I put out am, on Rumble am I afraid that I'm going to get banned from the network or from the platform 
from time to time when I put stuff out here on YouTube, I wonder, is this the point in time where they're going to cancel my account? So you can start looking for stuff probably over the next couple of weeks on Rumble if you're there. So um, also other um, social media platforms, if you want to follow me on Twitter, The Master's Dog or Evangelical Norm over on Twitter, uh, Norm Dunham on Facebook, hit me up. So uh, this week we are going to go, we're going to go back. We're going to go way back. And it goes a little something like this. Catherine Coleman. So, and she just like popped up the other day because it's weird because every so often these old false teachers will, will just pop up and people just start putting stuff out about them. Smith, Smith Wigglesworth and Catherine Coleman and Amy Semple McPherson. These ones will pop up and it's like, all the, the, the charismatics, the, the hyper charismatics that I have friends or friends of mine on Facebook start putting stuff. And so there's a, a, a story out about her final moments in a hospital and, and, some, and just weird stuff. And I'll take things that never happened for $2,000, Alex, uh, stuff. But because of it popping up multiple times this last week on my page, as I'm looking through, I said, yeah, I think I'm going to talk about this lady. So. A little bit about Catherine Coleman. Um, she doesn't have a website. She's been dead for quite a while. So we're going to get everything we know about her from Wikipedia. And there you go. Take that with a grain of salt. Because, again, even in the, uh, the disclaimers at the top, it says the neutrality of this article is disputed. So um, I don't know that there's a whole lot of discernment folks posting stuff about her. But... Of course, there's a lot of uh, charismatic folks that are putting stuff up about her. So, Catherine Joanna Coleman, uh, born in Concordia, Missouri, uh, German-born parents, a very um, unfortunate name. Her father's Joseph Adolf Coleman and Emma Wakenhorst. Wakenhorst. Uh, she apparently had some spiritual experience at 14 and began an itinerant preaching uh, career at that point with her elder sister and brother-in-law in Idaho. Um, and later she was ordained. Um, so again, the, the whole female pastor thing's been going way, way back uh, by the Evangelical Church Alliance. Um, so again, her entire career throughout and, and many of your false teachers, healing, uh, prosperity types, very charismatic types. Their careers are very much fraught with scandal. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. Scandal does not necessarily make one a false teacher. Now, again, the scandal that she's involved in, this first one, um, she went on a trip, apparently, to Texas. She meets this uh, evangelist there named Burroughs Waltrip. The names that people had back then, Burroughs. There's a, there's a good name for, uh, for your son when he's born in the next whoever, you know, Burroughs Waltrip. And does anybody know anybody named Waltrip now? It just seems like I only see them in like old movies. Um, so uh, shortly after meeting this guy, apparently he leaves his wife and family and they end up marrying. So, again, the scandal is, was it because of her that the divorce happened and so on? But then they end up divorcing as well. So, it's I mean, it's just on this whole line of <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah, let's not, well, not even go there. So a lot of, I mean, just sinful activity going on, obviously, in that sense. Um, in her late 40s, she was diagnosed with a heart problem. Physician, heal thyself, right? So here again, we get all these people, these these uh, 
faith healers and so on that supposedly can heal everybody that they touch, but they cannot um, heal themselves. They can't, you know, they're all, you know, I always laugh when I see Creflo Dollar or Benny Hinn with glasses on. I'm like, why can't you heal your own eyesight? Um, so again, different ministries and so on, healing ministries that she was involved in. Um, so here's the, here's the deal. Let's get into the whole issue of false teaching and so on. Again, scandal doesn't mean false teachers. So the, you know, the marital issues, adultery, whatever, uh, financial issues. Again, uh, the other thing she sued multiple times by different people for money and, and you get this kind of publicity, this kind of fame, and this kind of money coming after you. And we've seen it with Benny Hinn. We've seen it with Creflo Dollar. We've seen it with Joel Osteen. We've seen it with any of these guys that are making hand over fist money in, through ministry, whether it be through healing, through self-help books, through prophecy, whatever it is that they're doing. We see these people, and there's always issues of, of being sued, of mismanagement, any of those things. Again, somebody who should, uh, uh, somebody who is in charge of a ministry. I won't, I won't, I mean, not every pastor is going to be, I mean, we have Timothy and Titus gives us, you know, qualifications of an elder. And I'm trying to think off the top of my head if money management is something that is in there, but being above reproach is something that is in there. And I think that comes into play with money management. Now, granted, some of these ministries are, are so big that they should be hiring somebody to manage their money. But I mean, even in my church with my pastors and, and other places, pastors should be able to, and we're blessed, I'm blessed with the, the men that I submit to as elders, that they are very well uh, versed in managing money and so on. So, But these things, I mean, if you're going to call yourself a minister, being above reproach is one of those things that is a qualification. And if you can't manage your money well to the point that you're being sued multiple times, you are not above reproach. She has an issue with being a pastor that she's not a man. So all those things, none of that makes her a false teacher. But we'll get into what does make her a false teacher. False prophecies and I would even say false healing. So in 1967... A man named a doctor named William Nolan conducted a case study of 23 people who said that they had been cured during one of her services. And with his long term follow ups, he concluded that there were zero of these 23 people. Zero were actually cured. And one woman, the most the, the, the worst story that I've heard on here was a woman who said she was cured of spinal cancer at her crusade, threw away her brace and ran across the stage at Coleman's command. And then the very next day, the woman's spine collapsed and she died four months later. So here again, we, we run into a situation where this woman, not only did she take somebody who is in a vulnerable situation, who is looking for that, violate the faith that this woman had in God by stepping into this place and saying, God has given me the power to heal you, then tells her to take off her brace, tells her to run across this stage. And the very next day, the woman goes downhill, collapses, spine collapses, and she dies. I mean, this there should have been some kind of prosecution 
for this. Again, we talk about abuse in, in churches and stuff, the SBC stuff that just came out. This is a form of abuse. This is absolutely a form of abuse. The things that she has done, that Benny Hinn has done, that we've seen all these different... Uh, he, Todd Bentley. Todd Bentley has kicked people in the face. I mean, I haven't seen it. He's claimed it. But we've seen where he's punched people in the stomach. Charges should be filed because this is abuse. Stop it. Stop it. Right? So again... And then false prophecies and so on. I don't have a list of her false prophecies and so on. Um, but again, the story of her last day in the hospital that she predicted the time that she would die and that there was this scent of roses that permeated the building through four floors and blah, blah, blah. Again, I'll take things that never happened for 2000, Alex, because it's, it's ridiculous. A claim that just is outlandish in and of itself. But and so she also she was one of the originators. I, I don't know. I can't say she was an originator, but she's one of the first people where I heard and saw. I mean, you don't see there's not a whole lot of videos of her ministries. But again, we see pictures there of people being slain in the spirit. Um, and her explanation for this was that we're not God is high voltage and we're low voltage or something. And when the Holy Spirit moves in us, it, it causes people to be slain in the spirit and again i don't see scriptural support for any of that I'm, I'm, again so here are things that are just bad teachings but false prophecies false healings abuse of people who are are looking for something that these people cannot get them that is what makes all of your faith healers a false teacher now again does god heal people yes absolutely yes but not in this way. I've seen it happen myself. I mean, and again, I'm, I'm not a cessationist. I'm not a cessationist, but I'm not a charismatic to the point that I think like God gives specific people these gifts and they can just use them and use them. God does give us gifts. And I think there are miraculous gifts that are still at work at times at God's pleasure. The only thing I agree with uh, Mark Driscoll on is that there's a reason they're called miracles and not Wednesday. Right. But I've seen it happen. One story just before I go to, to let you know that I do believe in healing when I worked at when I had first become a Christian. And so, again, and oh, here, sorry, this is this is one thing that I wanted to, to impress. One of the worst, worst, worst teachings that these people can do, as abusive as it is, is to tell the person who is not healed that it's because their lack of faith that they were not healed. God can heal without somebody absolutely having any faith. And so again, I'm going to tell, now I'm going to tell two stories. Um, the first, well, no, I'm just going to tell the one because it, I didn't have a whole lot of faith in, in this prayer that I prayed, but I'm working at the hospital, university of Utah hospital back in 97, 98. I can't remember. One of the ladies that I worked with LDS woman comes to me that day that evening, so we were graveyard shifts. She comes into work. I wanted to say the nurse's name was Tiffany. Um, little girl, baby girl named Sarah, just less than eight months old. I can't. I don't think she was a year yet. They've got a, a really high bed, right? And so they're playing with the baby on the bed. Baby rolls off the bed, breaks her leg. I saw she had x-ray. She had the x-ray with her. 
all right? Because she's got it in the morning. She's got to leave and go directly to the specialist's office. And so she had got the x-ray from earlier that day. She brought it with her. We all looked at it. We saw the break. It's there. The break is there. We see the break. She asks me, and now I'm, I'm a fairly new believer. I had, I had only truly been saved for a couple of months, but I was talking about it all the time. And I was, I mean, I was kind of this, you know, cage stage, not Calvinist, because I wasn't Calvinist at the time, but cage stage, new believer, right? All I wanted to talk about was Jesus and this. So she asked me, she says, would you pray for my daughter? And so I prayed and I, and I just, you know, it was a, a prayer that I did not in my wildest dreams think God was going to answer. It was one of those, God, if it's your will, but we know it's probably not, kind of. But if you would, if you see fit, would you heal Sarah, little Sarah's leg, Lord? And if you choose not to do that, then just help her to get through this time with, you know, as much comfort. And, you know, just my, my, my expectation was this little girl was going to be in a cast and a catheter and all this stuff for weeks or months or however long it takes for a little baby girl's femur femur the hardest bone in the body to break to heal next day next morning tiffany leaves work they go she comes back that night fully healed new x-rays she didn't bring new x-rays but new x-rays were taken no break no break this is what god can do but in no way shape or form do i go throughout the rest of the hospital and start praying for people to be healed thinking that i have the gift of healing that one time, one moment in my, in my life, in my walk as a Christian, God said, I am going to show you my power and what I can do. And, and I do honestly think that that led to that nurse and family leaving the LDS church and actually becoming saved. So again, this is what God can do, but not in the way that we see these people, these charlatans, these snake oil salesmen doing it on TV and on the internet and, and intense around the world. There's abuse going on in those places. There is, uh, you know, just bad theology and, and just bad character going on in those places. And so there you go, guys. I went a little longer than I wanted to this morning, but uh, that is what your false teacher of the week, Catherine Coleman, episode 89, week number 89, false teacher of the week. Thank you guys again for, for, for watching, taking your time out. For, I don't know what I'm talking about. Thank you for watching, taking your time out of your day to, to spend a little time with me. Now is a good time to like the video if you like the video. Share it if you know anybody. If you know anybody who's following these people, send them the video and let them see what you know we have to say about it. Um, subscribe, like, comment, comment. If you have anybody, I, again, I'm waiting on one person that sent me a, uh, a name a couple weeks ago, Greg Laurie, which is someone I know. Um, and I don't know, I, I, I don't follow him, you know, a lot, but I've seen him. I've never seen anything as much as a false teacher, but to that lady, I can't remember who it was that left me that comment. Please, if you can give me some specifics, I will look into it. And if I truly do come to the point where I think he's a false teacher, I'll put him on the episode. But if you have somebody that you think is a false teacher, leave me a comment. I'll investigate. I'll do anything and we'll, we'll move them to the top of the list um, if they are a false teacher, and if not, then I'll, I'll say, okay, this is why I don't think they're a false teacher, and this is the issue, or whatever. may not agree with them, but not a false teacher, not heretical, or blasphemous, or abusive, or any of those things. So, leave me those comments, subscribe, like, and as always, preach the gospel at all times, use words.
they're necessary. And until next week, Soli Deo Gloria.